transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. You are listening to the one and only. And I am your host, Alpha Mike. Today's show, Red Flag Laws, No Mental Health. So what's the point? Episode 103. 103 episodes we have been performing just for you. And uh, it is our pleasure. What are we going to talk about today? Well, Congress is in the midst of not only ruining some Second Amendment rights, it has almost completely disappeared from the radar on the media. And uh, so they're kind of like dragging their feet there a little bit. So I wanted a little bit more of a show, but unfortunately we have an inept Congress, so I don't have really much to offer. But I am going to talk about something that is going on more sinister in the Congress when it addresses red flag laws dealing with firearms and how that emotion is really building on American citizens' conscience. So we will talk about that. Of course, we've got a couple of things that we have to do before we get to the meat and potato. So without any ado, let's go to the word of the week. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Proverbs 8.2. And this word that we have read is more fitting than ever in describing today's Congress and how inept they really are. Year after year, the American citizen continues to send these buffoons, these fools, these clowns, these klutzes into the powerful seat of Congress to do absolutely nothing. So when we read the words, a fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. How fitting in today's message. How do you get in contact with Raider Cop Nation? Well, you go to the website. RaiderCopNation.com. There you can always uh, see our social network icons and connect with us there. As always, test everything. 1521 is always available for you to listen to 15 minutes or less. What we are doing with that program, it was called A Wall Monday. We might leave the name, but we're not going to necessarily launch on Mondays because we've noticed that the numbers ain't that good. So we're actually going to launch on Wednesdays, just like we do Raider Cop Nation, see if those numbers get a little bit better. People don't want to be preached to. They just don't want to be preached to. So we'll we'll go ahead and fine-tune our delivery system. So test everything. 1521 will still be coming at you, 15 minutes or less, the powerful word of God for your life to uplift you, to nurture you, to build you up, to save you, 
for whatever that word that God has made for you, 15 minutes or less. Well, we have some issues that I want to discuss before we get into the meat and potatoes. So I'm going to scroll over here and I'm going to look at my Twitter feed on Radio Cop Nation. I'm going to scroll down till we see some articles. And of course, the big news article is that of the massive hurricane that had an eye that was 20 miles wide, Category 5, 180 mile an hour winds, headed towards the United States. The media up in a fury telling us, run, save yourselves. The entire state of Florida will be eliminated. And we will only have 49 states left in America. But the truth is that we have a merciful God that when you look at that progressive track of how that hurricane is moving up the coast of the U.S., not touching. It's like if a hand, if like a powerful voice said, don't you dare, and it's running up along. But unfortunately, we do have fatalities and we do have a very sad story to tell with the hurricane, and that is in uh, the Bahamas, it basically, at a Category 5 level, hit that island and stayed there for what seems like eternity. So uh, the damage uh, is devastating. The people are suffering, and uh, we really, all of us, have to put our concentration on making their life a lot better. Sad, but uh, it happened, and we have to uh, rise up to the occasion now. So that's a little bit depressing. Good for us, didn't hit us. Bad for the Bahamas, it did hit them. Got to keep them in prayer. And we got to help out wherever we can. So we may have a link attached to our show notes for that. And uh, on our Twitter feed of Radio Cop Nation, we have a couple of how the media kind of got it wrong or they didn't get it wrong and the track of change. And this is a bipolar uh, hurricane and didn't know which way it wanted to go. But uh, I saw a lot of mistakes, too, in this hurricane. I saw a lot of people pressing the trigger way too early. Thanks to our friends at the media, people were gassing up and buying water, and the hurricane was slower moving, so things did not go according to plan. But God's plan was better than ours because he told that funky, ugly hurricane, don't you dare. Don't you dare, and it did not hit our coast. So, On some other news, we have we are discussing here the red flag laws. There are some Twitter posts that we have posted there, some three interesting stories dealing with that. We'll discuss that as we get into our show. But uh, something that is always uh, concerning, uh, not only that, the New York City Police Department is under siege 
And sometimes you might go to Facebook or Twitter or one of those social networks and see this green and white flag upside down and say, what in the world does this mean? And it's the police flag of the New York City Police Department and the officers and the union, the PBA, have decided to take that flag and put it upside down. And that is in a show of distress. The city of New York's police department is under distress, being attacked by clowns, thugs, and crooks of all kinds, knowing full well that they can get away with murder and that the powerful and the law of the New York of New York City will defend them beyond any reasonable doubt. Crook wins, cop loses in New York. That's the, the way it is now under the regime of comrade Mayor Che DeBozo as he completely kills the city of New York, making it the communist state within, or the communist city within the United States. Sad, sad, sad. Of course, the city of New York's uh, police union, the PBA, have offered a resolution of no confidence for Mayor DeBozo and the commissioner O'Neill. Basically saying, you're two clowns we can do better without. And that is in itself a little shameful. On another note, on some of our programming notes, Cuban Mafia did very well in our statistical analysis. On um, It did very well in the polls, I have to say. But for some reason, people preferred to hear the Tampa mob. Numbers are much higher for the Tampa mob. And uh, some of that might be the hurricane thing when the Cuban Mafia episode came out, 102. We, a lot of Floridians were too busy, busy uh, listening to Wally the Weatherman and did not hear Cuban Mafia. So we will repost that at a later time to get those numbers up there. But Tampa Mob is killing it. And surprisingly... But, you know, our lead state has always been Florida. We do broadcast from the Tampa Bay region. And so a lot of our social network is kind of geared in that direction. So Florida has always led, uh, you know, every episode in, in downloads and so forth. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the state that everybody laughs and giggles at, the state that is almost turned into a communist country itself, the state of California, is leading Raider Cop Nation as the second highest state in downloads on the show. And that tells me that there are a whole lot of citizens in California that are listening because they need help. And I'm happy to deliver the content. California is under siege just like New York City just like the state of New Jersey and such like so many other places in America. And we'll discuss this red flag law thing in a minute to talk a little bit more about how those states are chipping in to help out in some of these activities. 
So we remind everybody to, you know, plug in, take a look at our social networking, contact us there, and uh, you will always get an interesting story here and there. There's one um, post on Twitter, not sure if it was on Facebook, but for the sake of time, let's say it's on both social networks, and it was about a female prisoner that gave birth in a jail cell. Let me repeat that again. A female prisoner in jail, being detained, gave birth in a jail cell. Yep, you heard it here in the state of Colorado, in the city of Denver, under the the watchful eye of the sheriff of Denver, a female gave birth to a child. Now, of course, all deputies were cleared of wrongdoing, which is a bunch of baloney. But I'm telling you, and I'll say it one more time, an actual child was given birth inside a jail cell. All kinds of alarms should be ringing at this point that there is a huge problem with this story. This, has, this is going to develop into another episode for us in the future. There are all kinds of mechanisms that have broken down when you have female prisoners giving birth to babies in jail. Hello, and we will discuss what those things are. It's been going on in the correctional profession for many years. They have been, um, let's just say, overruled by a particular outfit that they don't even know how to think for themselves anymore. And we'll discuss that. That's coming also, this uh, story about female giving birth in a jail. So keep that in mind. Interesting for us to uh, talk about. Now, let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Got a lot to talk about. The red, here's the title now, Red Flag Laws, No, men- no Mental Health. So what's the point? Let's get it going. We're the clown. I had a lot more material than I have for this show, but as I said in the opening remarks, the Congress has fallen short in doing their due diligence and providing us with clear definitions of law. And we will discuss approximately six points and six questions, and we'll go over it. The title of the episode read, Flag Laws, No Mental Health, So what is the point? So, number one, what is a red flag law? Well, Florida, after the incident they had in the school in Broward County, Florida, with BSO, they, in the massacre there of 17 beautiful lives, we learned a lot that this individual that committed this grave act 
was a pain in the rear end to law enforcement, many encounters, and he went through the radar. We know it was a program that the Obama administration had formulated to give youth, minors, kids a chance and not report him in the criminal justice system. And uh, this fool had more than enough of those opportunities to the point of killing 17 kids. It was a failure, a failure in, in all, all the way around. But the individual that committed the crime also had some real red flags were being thrown, and nobody was picking it up. So Florida enacted what is, and other states have too, we'll talk about what other states have it, have created the red flag laws that when uh, an individual that might be in possession of any type of firearm starts to exhibit these types of traits or behaviors, the red flag should be posted up and law enforcement should be taking action to get those weapons out of their hands. What we're going to look at is how effective these laws are. Or are they just a make us feel good? Is this a make me feel good law? Because I want these mass murders to stop. So just throw something out there because it'll make me feel good. Or does this really have teeth? So... Number one is answered by red flag laws are being currently done by each individual state. Not all of them are in tune as of yet, but slowly they're coming on board. While the inept Congress fails to move forward on red flag laws because they prefer if states do it, and we'll discuss that a little further down the road. Number two, since we know what a red flag law is, the next question is, and why now? What happened to 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago? How come we didn't have red flag laws then? Why are these mass shootings happening? So, Here's a couple of ideas. If you don't believe that there's mass shootings in America today more than there was in latter years, then you're a complete buffoon and a moron. If you feel that nothing should be done about that, you're another fool and a moron. But there's more deeper questions to ask, and one of them is, why now? Why are all these incidents occurring? And who's answering any of these questions? You know, I mean, is there a profile here of all these mass shoulders? Or is that being kept a government secret and we'll find out about it in 50 years? It bears the question and we, the citizens, need the answer. So... Red flag laws being instituted by states concern um, ideas come out or concerned uh, behavioral traits come out, singling law enforcement to act and take a gun away from a specific individual. It's happening all around the country, state by state. The federal government's trying to act, uh, enact their program, but they're still inept. So the question is, why now? 
Why now? So we'll hold on to that. In a minute, we'll we'll start taking that apart. So here's another question that we have to ask. Has there been a study on how many had mental illness of these mass shooters? All these mass shooters, how many of them were on bug juice? How many of them had mental illness? And why is this topic so quiet in the media? You're not hearing anything. Nobody's talking. That's another. Keep that in the back of your mind. All right, question number four. And what type of medication were these people on? So let's say that there is some type of pattern on, let's say, 80% or 85%. Just throwing numbers out there. Don't be alarmed, if, especially if you're a liberal. Have mental illness. What type of medication were they on? Is there a direct link between that medication and these mass murders? Is anybody out there, one, listening to this? And number two, is anybody connecting the dots? All right, so question number five. The hypocrites in Congress now wanted to push for states to create their own red flag laws. Why? Why is Congress all of a sudden kind of sitting back and allowing the states to do this? We'll answer that question in a moment. And our last question that we're going to be answering in this segment is, which states have red gun flag laws? And we'll, we'll discuss each one. I'm not going to get into the particulars of that. This state has this protocol and that state, because we'll be here forever talking about this, that, and the other thing and not getting anything out there. So the first question is, we discuss what a red flag law is. We give a generic topic of of conversation on that, and why now? Well, I believe it's happening now because there's a direct link to mental illness in these mass shooters. What same person just goes around randomly killing people if there's not something wrong with them? But then you have to ask yourself, is this a plot of some type? Are these people been brainwashed and programmed to do this on a drop of a hat? What is setting people off? Is there a direct link between the media and gaming like Xbox and, and, and those type of games and violent behavior, the media, today's music, all these things interrelated? Or are we just crazy? Are all these people under some type of psychotropic medication that we don't know about? All this program will continuously be a mystery because I don't know if somebody in the government is investigating it, but I can sure tell you that the citizens don't know anything about it. So it begs the question, why? Today's society, the good guy's the bad guy, and the bad guy's the good guy. Cops are hated, bad guys are revered, and uh, cops are being placed in prison or jail while people that are in jail are being cut loose. It's a troubled time of confusion. People don't know 
what's coming next. People don't even know the truth. The fake news is all around us. So I think this time is the perfect time because there's a lot of distractions in the air. Our third question was, is there a study being done on how many people of these mass murders had mental illness? Well, from the media, there's no investigation, that's for sure. It does not give them any pleasure to blame this mass shootings on mental illness. They're too busy blaming it on guns. So they don't have time to blame it on what the real root of the cause may be. But mental illness will definitely play a role here if we have a set pattern that X amount of shooters did suffer from mental illness. A bigger pattern would be if they were taking a specific psychotropic medication. Is there a direct link there? So we can't answer these folks. You're just listening to me talk right now. But if you're listening to me say that question, I hope that you also will grab your microphone and start asking the question, how many of these shooters have mental illness and how many are taking, or what type of medication are they taking? Is there a common link between all of them? Now, the fifth question that we, we posed here is, Congress now is kind of laid back and allowing the states to push these laws on their own. Now, so you ask, why are they doing that? Well, it's easier to attack your gun rights and my gun rights if we start doing it state by state. More teeth. More teeth. It's harder to get away from a shark with a whole lot of teeth. So... There are local laws that are popping out now in some places. Local laws are so restrictive. You're like, hello, you know, can you, can you even get away with it? And state law, and then we have the federal law. So they're adding layers of bureaucracy, and that in itself is complicated. Anybody here listening to this show that trusts the government to fix anything, please exit quietly through the door on your left. Thank you. So that begs the question, why is this happening? Well, a lot more bureaucracy and these um, laws are going to be a little bit more restrictive each and every time. It also has caught the NRA in somewhat of a turmoil, and I'm not going to get into that specifically, But, of course, Oliver North was their president. There was a little you did, he did, she did, and uh, he resigned. And there's some audit business, some monies that were over-appropriated for certain things. But the bottom line is that the NRA is in turmoil right now and trying to navigate and swim through this troubled time. That is another coincidence in itself that that's happening to the NRA, the voice of the Second Amendment. So Congress is all for each state to create their own red flag laws, makes it easier for them 
to put the finishing touches to the kiss of death. So that's going on. The president was cooperating and enthusiastic, but then all of a sudden there was some pullback. And, um, you know, we're, we're right now, we're not concentrating on that. And whenever you see that you're not concentrating on a very important topic, be very weary, my friends. Very, very weary. Let's take a look at some of the states that have these red gun gun laws. All right, so here's what we got on the uh, tote board as of this episode. On red flag laws enacted 17 states, and we'll, we'll describe who they are. Um, four states are proposing, and 29 with no such bill as of yet. The states that do have them, Washington, Oregon, California, Hawaii, Nevada, Colorado, Illinois, uh, Indiana, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, Massachusetts, and Florida. The proposed states, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and North Carolina. I'm not going to read the ones that don't want anything so far. But 17 red uh, flag lord states, that's uh, a lot. It's, it's, it is moving quite briskly. And a lot of these started their uh, flag laws in, I think, of 2017 is when it, it originally started. And it's catching on. So Congress wants this because it cements what this even further into the law and these states are jumping on board. But there's one important trait that we need to look at. Now, before I make that claim, I want to also make the disclaimer that I'm not advocating uh, violence or advocating anything of mass shootings and so forth. It's a horrifying crime that should be punished without a doubt. So I'm not justifying by what I'm talking about. But there is a lot of emotion when it comes to one of these mass shootings, especially involving children. So our schools and our young youth have been targeted specifically for this by these mentally ill-deranged morons, psychos, which are committing these crimes. And the, since they're vulnerable, a lot of citizens have emotion attached to their position, which it sh should be. You should have some type of emotion. But the thing is, you should have correct emotion where to set the blame. Unfortunately, through the media and all the other social networks out there and the political left or claim that guns kill people. Not the opposite. They don't want to put the blame where the blame should go. They want to make a fictitious individual or, or thing the blame, and that is the gun. So guns don't kill people. 
people kill people. But we don't want to talk about that. I and mean, if it says mental illness, we don't want to talk about that either. Now, for many, many years, I had the pleasure of teaching CIT, which is Crisis Intervention Training. And one of the questions that I would often ask in class is, in the United States of America, are there more homicides or suicides in America? And people would think and think and think and think. And a lot of them would say, well, that's easy. And they'd raise their hand and they would say homicides. But the correct answer, boys and girls, was suicide. And the reason for that is the media is constantly feeding you homicide after homicide after homicide on television. And you really don't know anything about suicide. The only time the media really talks about a suicide is when a celebrity kills themselves. And then they'll portray how wonderful they were and they died and blah, 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 and how suicide is a very terrible thing. Currently, New York City Police Department, I believe, last time I looked at the numbers, like nine police officers had uh, committed the act of suicide. And so you really only hear the word suicide in the media when it's dealing with a celebrity or a position, let's say, and not the ordinary story. On And the reason for that is that a lot of these groups that are preventing or trying to prevent men, uh, uh, suicides through mental illness, NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, they have been an advocate uh, in dealing with mental illness for a long, long time, and they've become a national, very powerful group. And they kind of influence a lot of the media. And they try to avoid this issue with suicide and regular news feeds. There is a name for that. It's called the cluster effect. And we're going to have a show that, you know, I I started to doing, doing the CIT series. So in 2020, I'll pick up, uh, I believe, I have another seven or eight shows to do on that. So there's a whole topic on that. But anyway, the National Alliance on Mental Illness is proactive in ensuring that the media does not portray suicide on newsreels. The exception is the celebrities and so forth because they're going to have to report it as news because they're a celebrity, but, you know, regular Tom and Jim that killed themselves, off themselves in their backyard, they try not to put that in the media. And it's called the cluster effect, but that's another show. So the question is that I have now, is mental illness a direct line result of these mass shootings? Normal people don't go around doing these mass shootings. So I venture to say and answer some of the questions. We're not going to have a show where we're just answering questions. I venture to say, yes, there is a direct link between mental illness and these mass shooters. I also will go further into saying that the media has a lot to do with this because they like to advocate and talk about hate. Hate, hate, hate. Hate sells newspapers. And 
lot of these individuals with their mental illness won't understand that they're selling newspapers and will actually carry out an evil act as a mass shooting. So the question bears now, why the red flag laws, there's no mental health. So what's the point of having a red flag law? So I can flag the guy down for being bizarre. I can flag him down for various other reasons. But specifically, the federal bill has no remedy to the problem. And that's the point that we're getting at here. Mental illness should be a direct link to mass shootings. And there's no solution in the bill, and I'm not talking about Clinton, in red flag laws for guns on the solution of mental illness. Why is that? Well, I can tell you right off the bat that anything dealing with medical or psychiatric medicine is extremely expensive. Sometimes three, four, five times as more as regular medicine. Huge bills in the mental health business. So Congress doesn't want to link their gun laws with mental illness, not necessarily because of the big tab that comes with it, but something a little bit more sinister, and that is you can't kill what the monster you're making state by state and the Congress creating a federal red flag law and attach something good to it like curing mental illness. So they're trying to keep the two separate because the drug law, the, the drug laws, listen to me, the gun laws are more restrictive than we are being led to believe. And as years goes on, they can add to it, making matters worse. So linking mental illness to that as a solution to people with uh, mental illness not causing mass shootings, you'd have to have a huge amounts of money for that mental health uh, uh, portion of the bill. So they're keeping it separate and apart and they want nothing to do with it. So if you are listening to the show, I'm an advocate for you to call your local congressman, woman, or it, and tell them that on any resolution or law that the federal government passes on red flag gun laws, you demand that mental health treatment be a part of the bill. Because you can't do any funny business as long as that's there, thanks to powerful groups like AMI. Left-winged, but with good intentions. And we'll, I'll take that any time over people with bad intentions. And what concerns me more about this is words like confiscate, outlaw, turn in, sell your weapons. And specifically rifles, which is the bad guy. And from rifles, they'll go to something else. 
believe you me, it doesn't stop there. Ask, demand that your state have provisions for mental illness on any red flag gun law that's being done or is currently done in your state because there is a direct link and you'd be a fool not to fix the problem but let the problem just linger out there. So I confiscate everybody's guns, but I've got more maniacs than I can count now. But eh, there's nothing really. We're going to take your guns, but, you know, there's nothing we can do. That's all. That's wrong. That's not a solution. And you, the listener, you really should stay focused and complain about it. We gave you our rundown. A lot of missing meat, potato in this recipe because of the fact that I wanted to kind of put it all together with a nice package of what the feds were going to do, but they're inept, or they lead people to believe that they're inept. So let me give you the conclusions and the nuts and bolts of what we've discussed today, and we'll close out the show. We've identified what a red flag gun law is. Certain traits that are picked up by complainers in the community to the local police that will take action and obtaining court orders to take and confiscate people's guns for a specific amount of time, six months, a year, a year and a half. And these individuals would have to petition the court to get those weapons back. Namely, ARs are big on the list, and of course, AK-47s. We discussed also that why is it happening now? It's happening now because there's a lot of moving parts in the why now. We asked the question, is there a study on mental health? There probably is, but you won't and I won't know about it for another 50 years, and that is wrong. Is there a direct link between all these mass murders and any medication that they've been taking? We, the citizens of the United States, demand to know immediately what that medication might be. And, of course, why isn't Congress moving now? Why are they twilling their thumbs and allowing states to cut in front of the line? And, of course, we discussed the 17 states to have them four under proposal, and 29 are sitting on the fence for now. But don't worry, there is the communist movement at a theater near you in those 29 states that are causing a ruckus to get that on a bill as quick as you can say leftists. Coming to you soon. Are there any easy answers for these mass killings? Absolutely not. But if an individual wants to cause mass killings, does it necessarily have to be at the point of a gun? No. Gun's easier, but it could be a lot other things also. So we can't just blame an item, an article, a material thing and say, you're the problem. 
I believe that the problem is mental illness and today's society the way it is. The two are clashing. And we need to study further why these mass shooters. Where's the behavioral section of the FBI that does this? What are they at the lunch? What are they trying to figure out the hairspray of the president is? They need to get on the board. I mean, we have little freaking faith in the FBI today. That's all I could tell you. But they, they need to get their act together. Back in the uh, days that uh, they did all these special things, I don't know if they're still doing it or if their number one priority is Russia and, and Trump. So there you have it. Our new shows coming up. We have uh, the next show on the 11th of September. We will, of course, in honor of those that have died from the attacks of 9-11. We will discuss that. We'll discuss Detective Louis Alvarez, retired detective of the NYPD, so gallantly prior to dying. He uh, testified to Congress trying to fund those survivors of the 9-11 attacks. The money was running out. And uh, what a true warrior Louis Alvarez was in doing that. And so it is my honor to do that show on September 11th. And then we've got our first superhero back up in the lineup. We are going to talk about with Kilo Sierra in episode 105, mass shootings, and 106, short stocking. Not your stockings as a female, but stockings. We'll explain it for home defense. And that's with Kilo Sierra. The private eye, the one that would make Colombo blush, the protector of the blue line, the jet setter on the red carpet at the MTV Awards, the, the man that would make Kojak blush because he brought back baldness as sexy once again. A fan of the amazing Mighty Mouse, the man that was born with an AR in his hands, have always, always remember, always remember that his loyal friend will always be in his heart, Max. We have Kilo Sierra coming up for episode 105 and 106. Don't forget it because... Kilo Sierra is our superhero. My friends, it has been my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. Continue to pray for yourself, because without you in the game, we have nothing. Pray for your families. Pray for your community. Pray for the law enforcement agency that serves you. And most importantly, pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. Until we meet again at 104. And guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America.
Four three two three, chest side thirteen twenty two. 